Welcome to Unscripted Real Estate, where our main goal is educating and informing future and current homeowners. Guided by our experience and deep compassion to mortgage lending, Unscripted Real Estate is powered by Icon Mortgage. Without Icon Mortgage, the show does not go on. Thank you all listeners and future listeners for joining Unscripted Real Estate in our first time home buyer series. I'm your inquisitive host, Ryan Davis, joined by compassionate industry leading professionals, Summer hello, Kim hello, Davis hello. and John Lucas. Oh yeah. How's it going? Good intro right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work on one for summer next. Thank you. I was just thinking. Mortgage machine. <laughs> we'll enhance that. Well, in episode one, we summarize how to prepare yourself for loan qualification and approval by emphasizing employment, credit, income, and savings. But also choosing and consulting with a trusted mortgage advisor is very critical to achieve your dreams of home ownership. That's right. A trusted mortgage advisor will educate you step-by-step and draw a roadmap that is tailored to your financial needs. And uh, purchase it, purchasing a home is the biggest investment in your most of you know our life, and especially if it's your first time home purchase. Um, so make sure to take your time to find the right mortgage advisor, which will determine your mortgage uh, home purchase experience. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have some good mortgage advisors at Icon Mortgage. Uh, they will help guide you, provide insight but also allow you to be the decision maker. You know, we're not sitting here pressuring you to make a decision. We leave that power up to you. But uh, today, I hope to clarify a common myth that a homeowner is required to put down 20%. This myth still discourages home buyers today, and we will provide insight and hope for your home buying dreams. In 2019 and 20, one-third of home buyers, of all home buyers, or first-time home buyers, with an average age of 33 years old. Wow. And in 2020, the average first-time home, first-time home buyer down payment was 7%. That's well below the 20% myth. And in fact, repeat home buyers had an average of 16% down payment, still below the the 20%. That, that almost seems low, you know, for right. someone that has equity in a property. That's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they, they sell their property, and they're like, well, i got a bunch of money. Let's yeah. go buy some stuff. Not and Anyways, right. that is surprising. I was yeah. surprised by that statistic as well. And that's, that's based on uh, the National Association of Realtors. So we didn't pull it out of thin air. So a few of you may have seen local real estate listing flyers or even searched online for nearby homes that made you wonder, how much money do I need to put down here? You know, John and Summer will discuss a few down payment options for common loan programs. I want to go first. I want to start with my my it. favorite. You may go first. <laughs> thank you. Thank Icon you. Icon mortgage machine. <laughs> there we go. Icon John. Um, anyway, so so I'm going to jump right into VA loan because VA loan is near and dear to us here and, and we really love serving our veterans. So thank you. 
Um, VA loan program is amazing because it has a 0% down payment. But before we go into all those details, I'm going to give you a little history lesson. Fill I in, love the history lesson. Yeah, filling a little, you know, <laughs> in the, the history today. So um, in t- 1944, uh, President Roosevelt created the GI Bill, and within that was uh, a loan program for veterans retor- returning from war. Um, the reason why it was in that bill is because you had these guys that had been fighting um, very intense war for many years, and they were coming back home, and they were falling behind from where their peers were in the same age group uh, with credit, with family, with everything. So they, they created this loan program that allowed them to get on a, a level playing field after returning from the war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, again, another statistic here, uh, 2019 and 20, 18 to 20 percent of home buyers were veterans, while two to three percent were active duty. So, the the amount of VA loans going on or or purchases going on are um, quite significant, quite a big piece. Yeah, yeah, and it makes me wonder um, who qualifies. I have a couple couple tidbit questions here. You know, the two to three percent active duty <clears throat> that's pretty obvious. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 uh, they qualify for those benefits, but there's a significant leftover who are not active duty. So it makes me wonder who qualifies. You hear people uh, about people abandoning the military. The ones that typically hit the news are celebrities. And no, they don't qualify for the benefits. But, you know, one story that comes to my mind is when Arnold Schwarzenegger went AWOL from the military back in his <laughs> country of Austria. You know, he left to go attend a bodybuilding uh, competition. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and... The last thing he said to his commanding officer was, I'll be back. But he never came back. No, he actually stayed. Stayed right here, right here in America. But, he wouldn't uh, qualify for a VA loan anyway no, he, in yeah, America. No, he wouldn't. Right? No. That's correct. No. But if, you know, had it been in America, yeah, I don't then, think he would qualify yeah. either. No, Exactly. So, yeah, he wouldn't. So, you know, the people that qualify for this loan um, is basically, and I'm just going to focus on what we see the most of currently, and that's our modern era veterans, which you can kind of just sum up from the 80s, let's say the Desert Storm through today. Um, You have to have served a minimum of 24 continuous months unless you experience some kind of hardship that that you, you know, are able to leave the military in a shorter period of time and, and under honorable circumstances. Um, so you would qualify. Um, active duty, 90 days, guys. I mean, this is pretty amazing, and I don't think as many people realize this when I do continuous talk. Days, right? 90 continuous, 90 continuous days, right? 90 continuous days. Yes, sorry about that. And um, after that 90th day, you qualify while you're still enlisted. Yeah. You can purchase a home with your benefits. Um other than that, you like I mentioned, you have to be discharged honorably. Uh, so you can't have like a bad conduct or dishonorable, obviously, um, discharge on that. Um, in addition to that, surviving spouse is, will also qualify. If you're missing an action, if the veteran was missing an action, a prisoner of war or died while in service or from a service-related a disability or injury, 
um, the surviving spouse would actually qualify for those. Not benefits. divorced spouse. No, <laughs> can't be divorced. Um, but um, you know, it's it's. I think that's a really good one because the the spouses serve too. That's you know. right. Yeah, and you know the there's there are two main benefits of VA loan. Obviously, the main benefit is zero money down, and it's a great option for VA veterans purchase a home without the need uh, of, you know, um, down payment. And then the second benefit is there is no monthly PMI. Um, there is a funding fee up front. It's rolled into the mm-hmm. loan, but there is no monthly PMI. And really, really competitive interest rates. That's right. that's another benefit too. It is a really good uh, financing option. Um, and we do appreciate um, all active duty and veterans who did serve. Um, and something very closely related to uh, VA financing is FHA financing. And I want to give you a little fun fact about um, that. In 2001, the nation's home ownership rate soared to an all-time high of 68.1% by the third quarter of that year. And it was partially due to the additional home buying power the FHA financing had created. That's per the HUD.gov in the Census Bureau. Mm-hmm. You know what, too? Like, 8 million today loans are insured by FHA. I mean, yeah. it's a big number. 8 yeah. million homes, kind of single-family homes. Yep. It kind of makes me want to give you guys another history lesson. Yes, <laughs> bring it on. All right. So FHA, or we, we call it the Federal Housing Administration, FHA, that's, that's what we'll refer to it as, was founded in the mid-30s. Um, and then... Uh, evolved and it became a part of the Department of Housing and Urban Development around the mid-1960s. So we'll call that HUD. You've probably heard of that before. So FHA and HUD. Um, Before VA loans existed, FHA loans were used similarly as they allowed veterans coming back to uh, get on a level playing field with um, their peers. Um, as it, but as this loan evolved, it started adding more and more people. So, um, elderly people became a big focus. Handicapped people became a big focus. Um, lower income became a big focus. Um, and that's where I think sometimes this loan gets a bad rap when you hear people say it and it's like, oh, it's, it's for this type. No, it's, it's really not today. Okay, today, this loan has actually played an amazing role in helping us recover from the Great Recession. Um, And it's wonderful for a first time home buyer. Yeah, I remember in 2008 um, to maybe 2010, uh, basically, you know, FHA loan really helped a lot of first time home buyers achieve. Um, their dreams to be homeowners. A lot of a lot of people weren't doing loans that mm-hmm. right. conventional loans, At right? That time, so, right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, basically for FHA, FHA besides it's a great options for first time home buyers. Um, the down payment is only three and a half percent. That's the minimum down payment for FHA loan and FHA loan has great interest rates really compared good. to mm-hmm. conventional loans and that, you know other type of loans and then you know FHA's guidelines are very very um, lenient compared mm-hmm. to again other you know type of loans conventional loans so mm-hmm. you know if you have credit score is not so perfect I, I would say on average is 680 if you have credit score below that you know, you uh, 
you may uh, get a much much better better rates with FHA mm-hmm. loans than uh, conventional loans. Yeah, um, it you know just as I'm I'm learning a little bit more about FHA programs um, and and the role it played back in 2008. It makes me wonder why there's such a negative impress or negative feeling in the industry amongst the professionals about FHA financing. Mm-hmm. You know, it it helped pull us out of that recession. I remember, you know, the investors were just literally dropping oh, yeah. off, and in the end, it was only a few. Um, but FHA definitely propped up the economy a little bit, so to speak. So, you know, I hope I hope you know, people change their their attitude towards it. Yeah, they are really wonderful mm-hmm. for the first time home buyers. Also, um, conventional loans has some. Uh, good uh, programs for first-time home buyers. Uh, Fannie Mae offers home ready program and Freddie Mac offers home possible programs. These two loan programs offer 3% down payment for first-time home buyers as well. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me wonder who qualifies for these because there's, there's some instances where maybe there's a married couple that one has owned several homes and then the other one has never owned a home. We see that quite a bit. Quite a right. bit. And so that's a good question, Ryan. It uh, it, it brought up quite a bit. So uh, one of the, so basically one of the couple have to be first time home buyer to be eligible for this type of loans. And then um, another main uh, qualification is the property has to be within AMI. It's called area median income um we're going to um, show the link. It's um, census track lookup tool link in the show note. So if you have a property location, you can go check um, there if the properties uh, qualify for it. And then um, one last qualification is you have to take home ownership education certification class. It's um, You can take this class online and we'll provide all the link um, of those um Right. approved um facilitators yeah that's that's good that they just don't throw you into the deep end oh, yeah. uh, without kind of educating you and preparing you so who who are the best candidates for this type of loan program you know ideally we would um we can do these loans conventionally we can do them down to 620 um but like summer mentioned you know kind of below that 680 is is we, we would probably be doing a comparison to see because the interest rate would be higher on conventional. So ideally, you would have over the 680. Um, in, a, in the perfect world, 740 would be the number to shoot for on the conventional. For the best rates. For the best rates, right. yeah. Because, um, you know, the rates are very closely driven by um, your your credit score on these type of loans. Well, with the conventional loans the, yeah. are very driven by the mm-hmm. credit score with Absolutely. their rates. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, there's there you go. There's there's three great options for home buyers there. And in order to help everyone understand why there's there's this myth that we keep mm-hmm. talking about that it's required to have 20% down. Mm-hmm. What is significant about that percentage? The main thing is I think it's because, you know, you have to have PMI if you put less than 20% down, that is why I think um, people, you know, have that con- uh, conception of, oh, mm-hmm. I have to put 20% down. But, um, you know, PMI is, is really um, 
mortgage insurance, mortgage private insurance. That's what it is, PMI. And it's, um, it's, it, it's a policy that protects the lenders mm-hmm. against, um, you know, the losses that results from default on mortgages. And it's required when the bar- borrower has less than 20% down mm-hmm. payment or equity on the property if you're refinancing. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, um, if you may be thinking, so when do I have to put 3% down if I qualify for 3% or 5% down? So 5% down is the standard down payment for conventional loan. And if you, you know, put 5% five percent down, your PMI rate is going to be much less than if you were to put 3% down. So keep that into your consideration as well. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot more, a lot more details about um, PMI or mortgage insurance. And in order to make this interesting and not bore you to death, I'm going to use an analogy to help you better understand it. Um, Because the common person, everyone pretty much understands this. When you're, imagine buying a new or a new used car. You know, before you're able to drive off the lot, you're going to be required to have what they call full, full coverage insurance. And that's to protect against like a total loss scenario, um, you know, from the lender. Um, you know, just like your, your credit history, mm-hmm. you know, driving records kind of similar. If you got a lot of accidents or or uh, maybe you have a DUI. Oh, like um, our, our beer budget guy from the previous episode. Right, he, yeah. he may have one of those since yeah, he had such a big... He's coming back into the conversation yeah. <laughs> now. So, yeah, you have you have a higher beer budget, you know, whatever you're... And that's a joke, but they're not really looking at that, but we're just using it as an analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the higher your, insur- your car insurance is going to be. And the same thing applies to mortgage insurance and lenders. You know, if you got some dings on your credit... Or you're putting a little less down, you know the the rate's going to be a little higher. Um, anything we else we want to add to that? Yeah, I mean the PMI is you know for first time home buyers is going to be generally higher unless you have great credit score above seven forty. It's because you know imagine like going back to the story of driving record. If you were to drive first time, you have no track record. Mm-hmm. So, right. you yeah. know, there's nothing, yeah. <laughs> there's more risk, right? Well, there is a good <laughs> and, point. And on this too, it's kind of like, uh, I, honestly, the analogy, if you have a co-signer for your car, when you're, when you're purchasing mm-hmm. it, you might get a better interest rate. Right? right. So, so if you look at it like this, if you have two people that are buying this house together, you will sometimes see the reduction depending on credit score, of course, in that PMI as well. Right. Yeah. Great analogy about, you know, the 16 year old getting their driver's license <laughs> oh, yeah. and buying That's a new scary. car. It's just like. I don't even know what the insurance is anymore, but it's probably not probably very high. <laughs> probably. But uh, yeah, today, hopefully we help you helped you future homeowners avoid the common myth that it requires 20% down, but also encouraging you that, you know, you and exciting you that, you know, your dreams are not squashed. So give us a five-star review or a quick comment. If you enjoyed the topics we discussed, or a question that you want to have us discuss in a, in a future session. Visit iconmortgage.com to speak with our mortgage advisors and also connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook. In episode three, we will discuss the do's and don'ts.
And don't forget, Unscripted Real Estate is powered by Icon Mortgage. Thank you for joining today. Thank you.